You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Can you ever be cool this time of year? Well, you know, Mike, when we start out Geekiest Show Ever, episode 223, it is freaking impossible to be cool. I had a heat index yesterday of 109 degrees. Ooh-hoo. So does that mean your sweat had sweat? My sweat had sweat on top of the sweat that was dripping off of me. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and I will say this. Believe it or not, I was actually outside Friday night in the heat. I went to meet one of my best friends, longtime friend. We've been friends for about 50 years, maybe a little bit more. Um, I met him, and we were hanging out down by the river. Down uh, by the river. We were, in a van? Yes. In a van. <laughs> Now we were, he he comes in once a year to visit his family. He lives in uh, he li- my friend lives out in uh, Utah, and he comes in once a year and usually get together with him. We do different things. Last year and this year, we chose to hang out at his cousin's river lot on the Shenandoah River, and you know we just sat around, talked, shot the shit, you know, did a few different things. Sometimes more people show up. We drink a few beers, eat a few hot dogs, just have some fun. He had his son. I had my oldest daughter with me. And, you know, we had a good time. It was fun. It started to rain. I said, I'm leaving. I don't sit in the rain. Because, so. <laughs> you know, two things happen in the, you know, they, what is it? There's rain. What is, how's the saying go? I shouldn't be out in the rain because uh, two things melt in the rain and one of them sugar and the other one's shit and I'm not that sweet <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> so. Well. People might say I might melt in the rain. That might have something to do with the Wizard of Oz, but you know who knows. <laughs> That's true. And you hear uh, you've heard two other little voices in the background this week, folks. We are a fearsome foursome. We have with mm-hmm. us two semi-regulars. And I'll mention more about that in a moment. We have with us first Elisa Paselli, starting to my left. Hello, people. <laughs> She's back with us again. Hello, Elisa. Thank you for joining us. Back and us. better than ever. Yes, always. And if you if you need to see how good Elisa is, just look at the picture I posted of her and I. It's in the show notes. It was the cover art a few weeks ago, actually. It was about a month ago. Yeah, it's probably yeah, it's probably been about a month. So there's that. And then also, right smack in the middle of the whole mess, and she's <laughs> maybe going to referee is. Melissa, a.k.a. the Mac Mommy. Welcome back, Melissa. Thank you. We need to get together and update our picture. Yes, that's true. You need to come east. It's getting a little too old. <laughs> yeah. If anybody's curious, and I'll, maybe if I can dig it up, I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, it was like five years ago, I think. Yeah, it must be, because Keegan's like six now. He's going to be seven in November, and he was, yeah, he was he, a little guy. He wasn't quite a year old when we met. Yeah, he was like ten months or something like that. You yeah. guys have the same birthday. Yes, but we don't talk about what day that is. <laughs> we don't share that day. Um, but yeah, Melissa and I met up. We, that's the time when I met Guy Searle. Uh, <laughs> and I looked up to him, literally, because I had to. He's like <laughs> 13, feet, in the matter. He's 13 feet 7 or something like that. I can't remember what he is. Did you uh-huh. guys see my Flickr album of Stock? There's a really adorable picture of Guy and I. Well, now, wait a minute. How could you both be in the picture? I know how tall you are, <laughs> Melissa. Either right, you're in exactly. the picture and his middle section is, or his top and maybe the top of your head might be. You'll there. have to see the picture to to be able to figure it out. But he can, like, crouch down, and I stood up on my tippy toes. And so <laughs> we have a, a selfie because, you know, he's, like, tall. It's like trying to take a selfie with, you know, a Wookiee or something. Like, they're really tall, so <laughs> just to hold Wookie. on to it. 
okay. I like that guy. It's a so Wookie. he took the selfie, and I was I was showing my husband the pictures when I got back, and he saw that one. He goes, "Oh, that's cute." <laughs> well, if he's a if he's a Wookie, who's uh, Han Solo then? <laughs> I'm more like the Ewok. Uh, <laughs> hmm. I'm more like Jabba the Hutt, so I'm not really sure where I fit in there. <laughs> I'm just like a storm trooper. I could throw myself at the ground and miss. Uh, you're the storm trooper without the cod plate, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll go. Oh, well, he said he's. We don't see him from the waist down, so he's probably not wearing one. Yeah, there you go. He's yeah. he's doing his Jeff Gammon impression right now, folks. <laughs> right. No, don't get too worried, there, people. I just sweats uh, sweats from the waist down, so uh, it's casual. Hey, it, and I I prepped completely for the show, folks. I took a shower. I got cleaned up. I put on, yeah, I put on deodorant. I'm, I'm really in good shape here, so. Well, that explain why my I, that would explain my, why my eyes aren't watering tonight. I even washed my beard, so you know you people <laughs> need to really feel honored. I found some crusties in it the other day, so I thought it was time to wash. <laughs> <The> leftovers. <laughs> and I think it was the ribs I had the other night. Hold <laughs> on, take these leftovers away. So, but anyway, so yes, we have a fearsome force, and before I go any further. I'm going to make another announcement for the regular listeners of the show, both of them, um, that <laughs> that we are going to adopt uh, Belissa and Elisa as semi-regular hosts. So while they have been on fairly frequently, going forward, you will hear probably one or the other, or both, if things work out that help way. Help us all. Yeah, God help <laughs> us all. Uh, every week. So we will be back to a threesome and... Yeah, raise the roof. Raise the roof. There you go. And uh, except for when Elisa's at the beach or at a concert, or that's right. I have some of those coming up too. Yeah, you'll have on to... a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll have to designate you our roving um, concert uh, reporter. Then you can report on your concerts that you go to. Yeah, Seven down, to three to go. Tell us, tell yeah. us if uh, your cell phone got locked away at, at any of them. Oh, that won't happen. That oh, will yeah. not happen over my dead body. <laughs> All right. I heard about that. I'm like, that's yeah. not happening. Yeah. Uh, it's just there, pet peeve of mine. There will be bloodshed, won't there, Lisa? <laughs> no one's taking my phone. That happened at a movie once. A friend and I, I had gotten tickets to a, <gasps> a sneak preview of a movie. And I never, ever oh. go to the movies. And we went, and they wanted to take people's cell phones. And she gave up hers, yeah. and I said, when pigs fly. <laughs> and I just yeah. never offered it, and they never asked me. And the thing oh, that, that got me is they she gave her name, and they put it in a Ziploc bag with her name on it. I could have walked up at the very end, because I yeah. did, and I gave them her name, and they handed me the phone. Yeah. Didn't ask for any ID. Didn't, just, just hand it to me. Now, I could have just been someone who overheard her name. Right. Yep. And because she was, like, on the other side, and I was right near the table, so I grabbed it and I gave it to her. But what if that, what if I was a you know, dishonest person? I would have done the I same think, thing. I would have like done some penetration testing right there. Yeah, that's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, I said no. And I understand their reasoning. They didn't mm -hmm. want anyone filming the movie. Mm -hmm. But you have ushers there. You've got people there. Walk up and down. If you see someone yeah, doing do it, take your phone away. Exactly. Take your phone away. But my phone, I, I mean, I was think, texting before the movie started, but I made sure I was like undercover. And as soon as the movie yeah. started, it went in my pocket and it stayed there till the end. Yep, yeah. I do the same thing. I like to take like the pre the pre movie selfie because I don't get out that much either, you know. <laughs> so when I do, it's like a celebration. Like, look, look, here's proof. I actually leave the house sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Maybe more of like proof to myself. It kind of makes yeah. me feel better. 
do. Hey, I actually went somewhere. Well, but now before we get too far astray, we do have to remember to do Mark's very favorite part of the show. And we'll, you know, we will start with Elisa, since she's on my left here, and I'm left-handed. We will start there. Weather report. We have to give the world famous weather report, because Mark just gets so upset when we do well, it. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's been cloudy over the weekend. We've had some storms, but yesterday at about 2.30, it was 90 degrees, felt like 101. So I can't even imagine what it would feel like if it was sunny. And let's see. Let's open up my weather app here. I didn't prepare. Oh. Okay, tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be 88. Tuesday, 86. And then the rest of the week looks like about 84. So pool, 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 and pool. <laughs> so what are you going to be doing during those days? <laughs> I could be in the pool. I'm not quite sure. But um, like right now, it's 75 and cloudy. Should we try to podcast one time while you're in the pool? We could do that. You could be floating? <laughs> I could float on my lounge, have my microphone yeah. set up. We could, we could try that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take advantage. Like I told my husband today, is that a month from today, the cover is going to be on the pool. That's true. Mm. Yeah, because you'll have to cover up because you'll be getting lovely winter back. Because it's usually the Sunday after Labor Day is when he closes it, which is the day you hear me weeping. Yes, <laughs> I can hear it all the way down here in Virginia. Oh yeah, I weep. So. And he wants me to help him. I'm like, really? You're killing You're closing me? my pool, and you want me to help? <laughs> <laughs> Taking away my life, and you want to help? <laughs> Maybe well. now I'll get something stuff done. <laughs> there you go. All right, Melissa, what about you? Is it ever get warm out where you're at? <laughs> Just a little bit. It is. So here in Arizona time where we don't change the clocks, it is. So it's 20 after six and it is still 99 degrees. Yeah. Now that now that's a semi dry heat, but we've been, like I told you before, we've been having flooding lately. Like we, we, we're in monsoon season right now. And so when it rains, there's no place for the rain to go. So we actually get flooded. I was tweeting and Facebooking last week that I was kind of in a panic because we had a flood issue, a flood warning issued at like 9.30 in the morning, and it was supposed to be in effect till around midnight or something. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to swim to my kid's school to go. <laughs> Some of the other moms and I were on Facebook like saying, we need to go find a canoe to go pick up our kids. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's hot. But then, oh, my God, when that rain comes, it is just nasty. And it's like, hey, I moved out here to get away from this shit. I don't want to be you know dumped on right now. So, yeah. It's kind of like, don't don't leave the house. So <laughs> all weekend I've been cooped up and the kids have been going in and out to take laundry in and stuff. And I'm like, close the damn door. I don't want the I don't want any of that humidity coming in. And our backyard has just blown up. I mean, it's just barfed grass everywhere. So I don't know how my husband's going to get through this. He's going to need a machete or something because it's pretty bad. <laughs> I told him, I said, you better get that, that cleaned up because I'm going to have like, you know, landscapers driving and like ringing my doorbell like, oh, do you need help with your... You're on like no, I just need my husband to mow the fucking grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mowed one day I mowed Wednesday. It was rather hot and humid. And I got about uh, maybe close to two thirds of the yard mowed and then everybody came home and they were like, Ah, what are you doing mowing without our help? I'm going, because 'Cause I'm a grown up. And they said, But it's so hot and I said, Okay, well here, take over and finish then <laughs> And I sat down in the porch swing and they finished. <laughs> well that's nice of them though. Yeah, they don't they uh I mean, I have a bad knee, so it's hard for me to do part of the yard. 
uh, because of walking sideways across the hill because the backyard has a hill in it, so it's hard for me to do that part. I was going to leave it for him anyway. Um, but I had mowed just about to the point where I was going to give up. I was hot. I was tired. But I was trying to get as much of it done as I could stand to do in the heat. So I figured, you know, if we all yeah, do a little a bit, thing. if we all do a little bit, it's a lot less on anybody. So uh, my wife and my oldest daughter jumped in. They finished the backyard. My son did the trimming uh, and helped clean up. So, you know, everybody did a little bit. It works. So that's the way it goes. So, Michael. What's yes. the weather in lovely South Dakota? Well, right now, currently, it's about 72 degrees. And I think looking at the uh, forecast for next week, it's going to be in the 80s uh, for the most part, maybe dipping down the 70s by late uh, Friday. But uh, this current, uh, this uh, this last week, uh, we've been, been in a bit of a drought. Uh, we were about four inches uh, behind uh, normal for moisture. And so, but we had some rain this week and we made it up. Unfortunately, we got four inches about an hour and a half. Um, Whoops. <laughs> yeah, and then it was one of those things that uh, we've been uh, at the school. We've had some people up on the roof working on uh, uh, trying to get the air conditioner fixed that died. Uh, hopefully in time, but uh, in time for school to start. But uh, I we left before those guys was done, and they didn't shut the hatch going up to the roof. So we kind of, <laughs> we I think the, we must have had some wind because it blew shut at some point. But we did see that there was some wet boxes. Nothing was really damaged, but there was some wet boxes and some water in our hallway. So we happened to have the wet back handy. We sucked that up and took care of that. Um, so I think that was on Tuesday night. We got four inches and Watertown, the our metropolitan area, about a half mile to the east of us, um, they got about an inch. Now, the ne- uh, next night it was reversed. We got about an inch, and they got four inches. And my daughter posted a video from Watertown on Facebook of people kayaking in one of the parking lots there uh, because <laughs> the water, it wasn't draining well. So I'm sure it was only a few inches deep, but they were still out there kayaking in the in the parking lot. So that was kind of a interesting sight to see. You should have held on to all those pallets, and you could have built stuff. <laughs> Could have been Mike's raft, Ark. You know? Mike's Ark. Yeah. So, well, for us here, it's been, as I said at the beginning of the show, ungodly hot. It was uh, upper 90s yesterday. I mean a river. No, wait, don't. <laughs> yeah. I need all the moisture in my body I can get right now. Uh, it was, But it was the upper night or mid-90s with heat index between 105 and 110 at times yesterday. It was like, ah. The only saving grace was I'm in the Shenandoah Valley, and over where I work, over close to the Dulles Airport area, the heat index was up close to 115. So screw them. Uh, <laughs> the the valley was the valley was shielding me some. So I, I'd I was, still rather have it hot than cold. Nope. I have to say, I think I even tweeted this out yesterday. My whole family was going, "Where's the snow? We want winter." <laughs> Yeah, some of my friends and family back east are saying, where's the, where's the 40 no. degrees? No. Yeah, you, you will never hear those words come out of my lips. Yeah, you, yeah, you me, and me. Neither. me neither. You don't have to shovel sunshine. I, I like that. <laughs> I like shoveling. Actually, I use my snowblower, but that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. We'll, well, we'll it's, just, a- it's just not snow you shovel, Kevin. That's right. I <laughs> shovel everything. It's- Working with you has taught me how to shovel even more expediently. <laughs> you're, you're learning, young Patty one. Yeah, there we go. Uh, we'll get off the weather, folks, I promise. Yeah. Uh, before we go any further, though, I do want to send out another shout-out. Uh, the GoFundMe project for Mark Shepard and his wife is still out there. Um, I know a few people made contributions after we mentioned it on the show, so 
if anybody could go in and make a couple more contributions and help Mark and them out, it would be great. Mark's a, a longtime friend of the show, and I think most all of us here uh, interact with or interacted with him on Twitter. I do know I got a note from his daughter that said, you know, he just he acts like he doesn't know what to do with a computer or his iPad or anything. Uh, she sent me a note back, and I said, I you know I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, give your best to my dad. Give give my best to your dad, and. Uh, Hopefully things will turn around for him eventually, but it's going to be a long, slow road, and, and Mark's having a tough time of it. So if you can help him out, great. It would be really appreciated. And speaking of helping people out, I have to give out a huge thank you to Miss Dorothy Yamamoto, because, bless her heart, she sent me a care package. Now, she didn't tell me what was going to be in this care package. She just said it was some stuff she was cleaning out. She's trying to clean up and, and tidy things up doing spring-summer cleaning. Bless her heart. She's a longtime friend of the show. So I get a package, and I open it up, and I'm going to show the people here what was in it. There were five wow. iPods. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Bless her heart. I, I have here, this is the 5th Gen Video 60 Gig. Nice. She sent me. I guess we had one of those and I got stolen from my husband's classroom, damn it. Here's an iPod. They're coveted. A very uh, old iPod mini, or oh technically my. the mini. That's, that looks like the second gen. Mini. I have yeah. I, I have that one. In lime green. Oh, sweet. Then I have a Nano in black, first gen. Mm. These all work, folks. All of them. Mm. I love old stuff. <laughs> a... Second gen black. Nope, I have one of those in silver. And a second gen product red. Ooh, Ooh. sexy. You too, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're not quite Tim chatting yet, but you're getting there. Well, I mean, besides. So, the, are you going to put one song on each to fill up your music collection? <laughs> I don't have that more many iPods. Songs. As, as I say, more iPods and songs. Song, so. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, actually, what do you actually, plan on doing with them? Actually, the one of them, uh, and I took it back from her temporarily. My oldest is using it. She's using it at, here at the house. Uh, and I think I may, the product red one, I'm not letting go anywhere. Mm -hmm. That one I'm holding on to. And the other kids are, are deciding whether or not they want to use one or not. But they're all staying in the house. And Dorothy, I cannot say thank you enough. That was such a kind gift. so sweet. And I'm, I'm going to use them all. They are just great. I've got. They will all. be well loved. They're going. They've gone to a very good home. Yeah, I mean, yes, these Dorothy's ad, nice lady. Dorothy's a wonderful human being. Um, these go in along with my two. I've got what two first gen videos. I got a shuffle. I've got. I've got my fifth gen. Seems like I have some other iPods. I, can't I feel like you need to have one of those stickers on the back of your big ass truck that has like the little, you know, like the family members. Oh. Yours should be iPods. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. Uh, I bet you I, could find something like that. That would be okay. cute. I have the Apple stickers on the back of my car. Uh -huh, yeah, I thought you about know. doing that in like the little sizes, you know, for the, yeah. each of the family members. Yeah. But yours should be iPods. <laughs> uh, well, it's better that than thumb drives because with thumb drives, it just cover the window. Yeah, <laughs> say you'd be pulled over by the highway patrol for obscuring your rear view vision. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> Oh, yeah, cause, and I've got my old iPhone. I've got my current iPhone. <laughs> you should totally do that. I want to see you do that. Take a picture of it. Of, of me? Of your, of your family of iPods. <laughs> I your will... little window decal of your family of iPods. How would I make the decals, though? 
Oh, you know, uh, doesn't Tim Robertson's wife do mm-hmm. decals? That's what I was thinking. Oh, oh does she? Uh, yeah. Julie does some decals. He'd have to talk yeah, to Tim Julie for out. that. Hmm. That's there we go. But I'll have more iPods than I have. Okay, well, let's start. You have more iPods than kids? <laughs> no, bigger, more iPods than Windows. Yeah, I have more iPods than kids easily. <laughs> um, I could tell my wife, we need to catch up. We need to have this <laughs> And oh we, boy! And would you all come visit me in the hospital, please? Is it with the frying pan? <laughs> oh, you're go fund me for Kevin. Yeah. You're, you're so assuming you're going to live. Fund me. It would be it would be replaced with a C and a K. It wouldn't be go fund me. It'd be go find me. <laughs> find my Kevin. We've lost him. Uh, Kevin lost mode. Yeah. Find my iPod. Find my Kevin. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're just gonna wipe it. <laughs> That figures. Jeez, I get all He's the love. It's worth saving. Jeez. Uh, swim in the river. Yeah, the van you. down by the river. Living in a van down by the river. No, folks, I won't go down there. All right. So, but yeah, I do want, again, a big, big thank you, Dorothy. I mean, this is just such a kind gift, and I appreciate it. And uh, I'm going to figure out a way to do something nice for you. I haven't figured it exactly out yet, but be prepared. Be prepared. I like to return the kindnesses shown to me. Um, so th- that that's my big thing. That's the one thing I did want to put out there this week. But I understand Mike, you know, here's a surprise, has to do tech. <laughs> yeah, who would have thunk it? Um, well, in my quest to, uh, well, we have this little patio out back, and it doesn't, where we've got a router, it doesn't have a very strong signal out there. And I'm always looking for some way to get it out there. I've got a router that I set up to broadcast out there. But then when I'm walking back and forth, um, I keep switching between, oh, well, it doesn't switch, but uh, it hooks up to one network. And when I get too far away, then it gets too weak. It gets to be a problem. So I decided, and well, besides which, with my Amazon Echo that I got, uh, and you know, I mentioned before, I want to try and start doing the home automation thing. I went out and got myself a, an almond router from Securify uh, because that will integrate with uh, Alexa on Echo. Hey, it didn't wake up. Um, every time I said name, I would look over there to see if it's waking up, woken up or not. But it will integrate with that, and then it'll also act as a hub for your different products. So you don't have to have, if you start getting different products, you know, obviously you have to get products that integrate with it, but you don't have all these hubs around for your lights and for your, you know, your whatever. You just have the one, one hub. And so I decided to get that. And it, it's got a um, touchscreen on it. It says three minutes setup. Uh, it took me a little bit longer because I had to set up an account and get a few things done, but it really wasn't too bad to get it set up. And, you know, you, you, you start it up, and it'll ask you, do you want to set it up as a router, a Wi-Fi extender, or as an access point? And so it'll give you uh, choices to do that. And so I set it up as a router and got everything kind of set up. It didn't take too long. And it's got a nice little um, uh, app on the iPhone, so I can pull that out and check on it. And then I can also you know, check things remotely. Uh, you can do other things, too. Um, you can have it set up so it'll send you reports if... You know, uh, you want to keep an eye on your kids to see who's logging in when or who's doing what. Um, it gives you different options to do different things. Uh, and so I was just, and now that router by itself wasn't going to quite make it out there to the uh, 
I was hoping it would be strong enough to do it, but I'm getting a second one. It's um, the one I got was the Almond Plus, but then I'm going to get um, the. It's just a plain old almond that was their first one to act as a Wi-Fi extender. So uh, if I'm understanding this right, it will be the same. You won't be switching uh, networks. It'll be the same network. It'll just extend it. So hopefully as I walk from one place to the other, I won't have to be worrying about switching networks or uh, my signal being too weak or uh, whatever. So have you thought about just giving the other networks the same network name and password so that it just switches without it? Is it that simple? <laughs> um, I try to figure some I of this stuff was, out. thought it was, but I could be wrong. Well, see, I don't know. And like I said, I just figured, well, I'll do this because, you know, I kind of get this urge to update routers anyway. Um, and I could have maybe done it, um, uh, you know, that way. And I've got it. The router I'm using right now for my, uh, not my extender, but basically my second network is a um, uh, Netgear. Um, one of those that you could uh, put um, uh, WWDRT on it. Um, oh, yeah, and, the freeware software. Right, right. I, um, and you could set it up, I think, to be, well, it would take me too long to figure it out. But I just thought, well, let's just do this. Hopefully one seamless network, everything will be kind of operating together. But like I said, I kind of got it for the uh, the uh, echo integration and for the, the home uh, automation stuff. And then you can also set up, nice thing about that is hooking it to the uh, the echo and your automated devices, if I get enough of them here uh, to do it, you can create what they call scenes where, <laughs> so like say you want to watch TV, so you could have a scene set up where it would dim the lights, um, you know, depending on how crazy you want to get, maybe it close the curtains, I don't have any curtains down here, but you know, for somebody else, maybe close the curtains, dim the lights, uh, turn on your... Uh, Play the your, Marvin Gaye, put the red light on... You what don't kind of, have to put the red light on. <laughs> oh, not those kind of movies there. Down, girl. Down, okay. Down. Just checking. No, 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 no. Okay, right. But, you know, uh, so if you want to, you know, like, uh, oh, have. I saw the look, on, the look on Kevin's face. Like, he was thinking it. I just had to say it. <laughs> okay. And I don't look at you guys when I talk because it just distracts me. He makes faces and it just throws He's me off. shaking his head. And I'm like, oh, I uh, can't open it. I'm just. I. Go on, Mike. I'm just... <laughs> just, just no, there you go. Uh, or if you're having a dinner party, you know, we turn the lights up and, you know, maybe do some things. You can do different things. Or, like, say, when you get home, you could have it uh, turn on the lights and, uh, you know, possibly open the garage. I, you know, it depends on what sensors are out there. I'm still kind of tri- figuring that one. Yeah, sure. By, sure. By, by the way, Melissa, I think Mike's more of a Barry White type of guy than a... <laughs> <Marvin>. <laughs> That's who I was thinking of. Sorry. <laughs> Wrong dude. And I'm you trying to think of... Sure, I'm trying to think of Barry White songs, and I'm drawing a blank. All I can think of is Rick. Uh, can't uh, get enough. Can't get enough of your love, and mm-hmm. just oh, consider yeah. it mu- music to get busy by. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I can't get enough of your love. And yeah. I That's murder the one. Barry White. Beyonce, yep. pour some Beyonce in there. Bouncy, some, yeah. some bouncy. Yeah, <laughs> gotta have some bouncy. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go down yeah. that road right now. No, what kind of devices have you been collecting for your automation, Mike? Well, I'm just kind of started. I've got a um, a uh, TP-Link uh, plug. That's all I've got so far. Um, but I'm paper? thinking of... What? Toilet paper? No, not, not toilet paper. Because <laughs> um, he said, Mel, and I'm going to try to be a good girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now it's Kevin picking up the slack. Um, 
that's like I said, that's all I've got so far. But you know, because uh, some of these things, I guess they're not horrible. Don't fall down, I'm, Kevin. Kevin's losing it over there. Okay, he's snorting. He's turning red. I know, and I love it. I live for this. I live for this shit. Does, does anybody breathe, know the Kevin, number breathe. for? Yes. Should That's I call nine one one? Yeah, I says anybody know the number for nine one one? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. Oh, the thoughts that went through my head. Oh, they're not even safe for podcasting with an explicit tag. I know, right? Well, then oh, maybe we do need to lower those lights so and get the berry white going there for that. But I'm so hard, but <laughs> no, it, it, you can't quell your natural nature there. So yeah, no, it, it, it just kind of comes out that way. Oh, I'm tearing up at everything. God, hey, my work here's done. Uh, See you next week. <laughs> So the rescue oh Kevin there. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, I'm looking at different devices. You get the hue light bulbs. You get a whole bunch of that different stuff. And like I said, I'm just, you know, it's, I've got the time and the money to screw around with this stuff. And I just want to see kind of what I'm doing. Because right now, all I've got is, uh, and I think I showed Kevin uh, a couple weeks ago when I did get that uh, link, that uh, automatic plug-in. You just plug it in and I got my lights plugged into it. So as I walk into the room, oh, yeah, I just... Yeah. Yeah, I just tell it to turn the lights on and, uh, you know, turn them off. Um, simple things like that, so I don't have to walk across the room to try and find the light switch. Um, I know, first world problems, people. But um, things like that, I'm kind of thinking about if we ever get the rest of our basement cleaned out and turn it from a storeroom into sort of a family room, it would be kind of nice to do the same thing there to be able to uh, have some lights plugged in and just be able to tell them to turn the, uh, turn the lights on or off or, you know, things you, like that. Are you going to get or, into, like, the music, you know, where the, where the lights played to the beat of the music for Christmas time? Could do something like that, or you know, I any see other. You doing that? That would God, be fun. That would make me vomit. I've seen these these the the music sync to the lights, and I get motion sickness from it. <laughs> oh wow! And we have a, a whole neighborhood here uh, that is not sponsored, but it's in part sponsored by the electric company. And every year for Christmas, there's a there's an entire neighborhood that decorates their all their house, all their homes, and they're all lit up. And this one house on the corner, I call it the Bellagio because they actually have a fountain and waterworks, wow. and it's all set to music. Um, what was that one really popular one? The si- Siberian Trans- Tran- uh, Orchestra? Trans- Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Trans-Siberian, yeah, not the other kind of trans. Um, yeah, and so they, <laughs> so they would have the, the music going to the, the, the water would shoot out and the lights would pulsate to the music and everybody would just gather around on the corner of this and just watch the three-minute display. It was just so awesome. I could just, I could totally picture that happening at Mike's house. Well, if I was to do that on the outside, I think the neighbors would come over and go, Mike, we need to talk. <laughs> the polite ones. The well, not-so-polite ones probably wouldn't bother with the talking. You, you know you might have too many outside lights when your neighbors ask you to turn them off earlier in the evening. I've had that happen to me. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to sleep here. My eyes. My neighbor, he and, he and I are good friends. He said, um, the girls can't sleep because of those Christmas trees you got out in the front yard that are lit up to like one in the morning because <laughs> mm. they were lighting up the street because there's no street lights. So I was like, Fine. you know, a little bit of glow coming from my house. So I've had to tone back. Plus, I've gotten lazy with the outside decorations. <laughs> funny. We'll see if you had a if you had a plug, you could uh, turn the dial down. 
Right, that's, you could adjust the light. That's true. Well, but yes. see, now I have cheap labor and my kids, they <laughs> like to do the outside decorating. I think, put that there. No, put that over there. Dad said, put that there. <laughs> so. Well, and you you can do things depending upon, again, which ones you get. Uh, you can use if then that um, uh, oh, recipe to turn them on at uh, uh, dusk or whatever and then turn them off at a preset time. Uh, maybe when you start getting the angry phone calls or something. Well, now, I mean, I do have that sort of control on my lights. I, I have I have a whole thing where after I put out the outside lights and, and decorations and I run all the extension cords and I have everything set up. I have timers that are daylight sensitive and some things come on and run for a certain amount of hours and stuff. And I generally Fire have... Fire extinguishers. Every... No, it's not quite that bad. <laughs> I have enough outlets. But I do use almost all the outdoor outlets I have. And I'm actually considering expanding my outdoor display this year, but... That's another time for another story. Uh-huh. Another story for another time. Um, but yeah, I do have it. Does cut off? It cuts on at dusk, and then I think I usually have it run like six hours, and then have everything shut off. Mm. And I have. Why well, have all the lights in the windows and stuff here in the house? That all goes on and off by uh, timers and stuff like that, so I don't have to remember to run around and plug everything in because that gets old as hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. But anyway, back to you, Mike. I'm sorry. Sure. Well, yeah, and I have toyed with the idea of getting a Nest thermostat. But, I mean, the uh, you know, thing about the Nest is, or any of those automated ones, is that, um, well, the Nest, anyway, is supposed to, like, watch your habits and, you know, adjust the, your temperature. But, really, we keep our house a little cool anyway. We usually keep it about 68 or so in the wintertime. So I don't know that we'd have that big a savings Um because I don't know if you want to turn down your thermostat a whole lot more, because then you got to the furnace has to run to heat it up, so it might become kind of counterproductive. But um, I've toyed with you know things like that, um, um, or even like a, a even for security, if we go somewhere, you could have it set up a, a schedule to uh, uh, turn lights on and off, so it looks like somebody's home, or you could even have it do home monitoring. Um, if somebody they have like uh, sensors you can put on your doors to see if somebody's opened the door, uh, you can do all kinds of things. I think there's uh, trying to remember if there's cameras that integrate with this. I'm not sure, um, but you can do all kinds of things like that. And so it just depends upon how far off the deep end uh, you know I'll go or my wife will let me go. That might be the limiting factor mm-hmm. right there, but. And what's the name of the product that you're talking about? Is it any one particular product, or are you talking about well, stringing stuff together and home, like a home well, kind of thing? It's you know, kind of cobbling different things together. Mm-hmm. But the uh, you go to the uh, I'll put uh, I've got the link here. I'll drop it into the uh, uh, show notes or into the discussion here. But uh, you can get um, different. The, the this almond router will list different things that will integrate with it. An almond router, okay. Yeah, uh, here we go. I think the pistachio would probably taste better, though. <laughs> I prefer almonds, though. Oh, yeah, okay. so do I. I'm a cashew kind of girl. I would recommend not getting a wink. I heard you had some issues with that one. Yeah, wink was, I brought it back. I bought right. it at Home Depot, and I used it for the outside lights for the reason that you said. We were about to go on vacation. I wanted to be able to use my phone to put, you know, so if we go out all day long and it's dark when we come home, I want to be able to turn my, you know, use my phone to turn the lights on. And uh, it never worked. And then the the main reason I also, when I did buy it, it was right before we went to Italy. And I called them and I said, if I set this up for, say, 
turn on at 7 o'clock, turn off at 11 o'clock Eastern time. Does it matter where my phone is or will it go by based on where my home is? And they had no idea. So I didn't want my lights to turn on at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and turn off at 7 o'clock at night. Right. That would be, be no good. Yeah. So kind of defeats the purpose. But I returned it even before we went to, to Italy because it, it just never worked. It would yeah. say it was on. Yeah, I remember it would say that it was it. on and it wasn't, and then it would go on and it said it wasn't on. I just said, this. I'm spending so much time getting this to work. That's Forget extra it. stress not, you don't need. It's not worth it. It was not mm-hmm. worth it. I'll just turn the light switch on and off. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's much easier that way sometimes. <laughs> sometimes yeah, and old... when we go away, the house will be dark. That's just the way it is. Or just use the old-fashioned plugins with the little turn dial, <laughs> little rotary, little pins. That's, that's, what, I actually, pins. that's, what, I, that's what I have. But that's you know, the light the light behind me that's what it is but you know those are getting more and more sophisticated with settings and stuff and they're relatively cheap i mean you know they don't have the wireless connectivity like mike's talking about where you know you can remote control it but the settings and the granularity that you can do with them is is ever slowly increasing i get you know they're trying to keep their piece of the market i guess um for people that don't want to go full-on automation because you still you keep seeing these things where they were, I think, Black Hat last week, they were talking about how these Bluetooth door locks that people are putting in, how easily hackable they are. And, you know, everybody said, well, you know, you can pick a lock, too. I said, yeah, but, you know, at least I feel safer using a key than I do something with Bluetooth that some dumb kid can walk up to and go, I downloaded a program, watch, you know, <laughs> and some some crap like that, so... Yeah, with our lamp, guys... it's on a timer. You turn it on, it comes on at this time, it turns off at this time, and the only time it doesn't work is when the bulb blows. Yeah. And that's what—that's how I know that the bulb has blown. Put a new one on, we're good to go. And we've probably used that for 30 years. But by LED bulbs, you don't have to worry about it. I've. That's what's in now. It, that's the, the flashing you might be seeing behind me. It just it flashes a lot. The, the LEDs, I've only had... Of all the ones I've bought and replaced in the house, you know, been replacing with LEDs, I've only had two that have not worked quite well and they're acting up, but they're still working. Uh, the oldest one I have is probably coming up on seven years old now, I think. <laughs> I mean, it just works. And, I mean, it's they're, they're great. I buy LEDs all the time. They're they're so much easier. Uh, they you last so long. about the kind that have mercury in them that are the, the corkscrew-looking ones, too? Oh, you're talking about the CFL complex? Yeah, the CFLs. I've tried to get rid of all those. I never had Those are many. awful. Yeah, we, we bought into that thinking, oh, this will be great. And then, yeah, I got really worried when one of the kids knocked over a lamp in their room, and I thought, oh, this is not good around kids, so... Yeah. We're putting them up in the ceiling fans, but still, yeah, I wanted to get rid of those. Yeah, and well, L- they're also not, not, no brightness to them. They're very dim. Yeah, they're not well, they, very good. they took a while to like warm up too. Well, see, that's what I got in uh, in here right now is the compact fluorescent. But I do have a package coming from Amazon. Imagine that. Um, this got some LED bulbs in it because I did put some. I started to replace the lights in my bathroom because I got like three little floodlights in there to light it up and um i'm replacing them with uh, leds and i put some uh when we got our our dog molly down here we decided to put some floodlights in the backyard there so when i take her out i can see what she's doing out there and i put leds out there and i was rather impressed that they were fairly bright um and light up the backyard pretty good and it's a nice kind of a blue light uh a whitish blue light so uh it, it lights it up pretty good back there so i can kind of see what's going on um and even at the school 
we were considering, because right now in our gym, we got the metal halide lights, which those are the ones that you turn them on and it takes a few minutes for them to warm up uh, or, you know, the light up. And uh, so if they get knocked off during a game or turned off during a game, you turn them on and people are going, did you turn the light on? Did you turn the light on? Yes, they mm-hmm. just have to cool down and warm up. And we're considering replacing those in there with LEDs too. I'm just a little concerned about... Uh, how bright they're going to be in there. We're going to have to try and do some tests and figure it out. But, yeah, I'm kind of slowly starting to move things towards LED as some of these incandescent bulbs start to burn out and some of this other stuff. Because um, I, since I do like to take pictures, uh, I do – you know, look at light and like even the the gym at the high school has got a yellow hardwood floor. You know, it's got a yellow tint to it, and then those lights are kind of yellow too. It's just I hate taking pictures in that gym because the light sucks. So, um, you know, if we can brighten it up and at here here at home, I do like uh, brighter light because I think sometimes I kind of during the winter time I may not exactly have the uh, the sad the seasonal affected disorder but there's times that brighter light makes me feel better uh, in the winter time i'm trying to trick myself and if i don't notice the cold too much that it's not horribly terrible outside so i play mental games with myself once in a while but i do like the nice bright white light and it just makes it it makes me feel better um Rather than that dull yellow light. Well, now the last LEDs that I bought, I, and I just bought one a few days ago, actually, can't even remember. Uh, I've been buying the GE LEDs, and when you go in, they have the three different light temperatures. They have the bright white, yep. which they call daylight, I think. Then they have the warm yellow light, which is more like an incandescent bulb, but sure. still an LED. And then I forget what the third ones they call... What's the one? The, uh, they used to call it something else. The bulbs used to look blue in the incandescent ones, but um, right, I, true tone, true tone. Then they have true mm, okay. tone light. So they have the three different ones, and you know, for the bulb I bought, it's an equivalent of a forty watt uh, incandescent bulb. Um, it was like three or four dollars, but hell, I think the bulb will probably outlast me. Uh, <laughs> so let's, let's hope it's only thirty years. But anyway, the. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, they're they're really good and they're really cheap. So that's all we we either buy those or we buy incandescent bulbs. But uh, most of the time, as we're switching out, I've been replacing LEDs. The only thing I've noticed with the three-way LEDs, they're still kind of expensive. They're about thirty bucks a pop, between twenty-five and thirty a pop, and they're different than regular um, LED or regular three-way bulbs. Instead of having you know low, medium, high are your three settings, it's low, high, medium. It goes in that order for your settings on a three-way. Hmm. So it's kind of different, but, you know, they're still kind of expensive. So by the other thing with LEDs you have to get used to, especially with certain fixtures, is they weigh so much more. Hmm. Some LEDs are really heavy bulbs. Hmm. Um, so, But I've been buying the less expensive ones that tend to be closer to the weight of a regular bulb. But well, Speaking of bulbs, I put a link in there in the Skype, and I, I just posted it in the, the show notes, too. My son just got one of these for his birthday, and it is so cool. We didn't realize just how cool it was going to be. So we had to go and start ordering more of them. Now, they probably come from, like, Hong Kong or some faraway place or something. But it is a bulb that you can – has a little remote control that comes with it. And it is so cool. It is just one single light bulb, and you can press all these different buttons on this remote control and change all the colors – yeah. You can make it be a strobe light. You can brighten it. You can dim it all from this teeny tiny little remote. And I mean, the size of the bulb is like the size of a ping pong ball. It's it's maybe just a little bit bigger than a ping pong ball. And it is just the coolest little thing. 
And, you know, we just got it. We just thought it looked cool and we weren't sure. We thought, you know, for three bucks and free shipping, it's like $3.12 on Amazon for free shipping. And um, so we we put it on my son's wish list for his birthday. So his grandmother got it for him. And it's just the coolest little thing. And we put it, he put it in his lamp. And so he just keeps the remote control by his bed so he can turn off his lamp and not have to get out of bed. Just use the remote control. Now, the hardest part is not losing the damn remote control, but... But it's got all these colored buttons on it. You know, you could change it to purple, red, blue, green, orange, all, all these different colors. Is it and, standard uh, base on it? Yeah. Yeah. It just, it just fits right into a standard lamp. It is the, the coolest little, just the neat little cheap little toy kind of a thing. But it, it's a real bulb. And it's huh. just, uh, it just takes, uh, I think the battery in the remote, I want to say, is one of those coin batteries, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, those, like those a are watch easy. battery. Yeah, and those are easy to replace, so... It is just so much fun. So we so now every time we order something on Amazon, we're going to order one of these things and like kind of keep them in the stocking stuffers. We thought it'd be fun if we put them in the um, the ceiling fan. You know, put three of them in there and just. I think you could probably. I haven't tried it. That's a test that I want to do. Is I want to see if you can control all three bulbs with one remote. I'm not sure how that would work. Well, mine won't be here till September. Mine won't be here till September. I just ordered it. <laughs> yeah, this and this may take Melissa a while too. Says you can. I'm on that page and I'm looking at the question and answer. Can one remote oh. work on several bulbs? Bulbs? Yes, it can control oh, several bulbs with so one remote fun. control. That'd be so much. I don't fun. see why it wouldn't. Yeah. So that'd be just something something fun to do. And then and then Mike. Then I was thinking like if you get one one of these, you know, we're talking about mood lighting and things like that. If you get one of these, and then I put another link in there for you guys. Uh, have you guys heard of Little Bits? No. These are little. Oh my gosh, Mike, you're gonna love this. Probably Kevin too. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I've at least a little too. They are uh, so. Our I'm dying to see this. Our our computer science teacher just told us that she got a set of these for the kids, and we've seen them demonstrated at one of the little science fairs that we went to. They're magnetic and they snap together. They're little transistors and stuff that you can snap together and use IFT to program them. And they have little switches and all kinds of stuff. And they just they're magnetic. They just they snap together and they're circuits. And you build a whole circuit, and you tell it, you give it programming commands to do all this different stuff. I'm looking so, at all the components here, and I'm going, "Holy crap!" I know. I bet your eyeballs are going to pop out of your head, but I could see you totally Truly. playing with that, Mike. Oh yeah, great! Um, He'll build remote control hosts and get rid of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to I change am- your 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 what would I buy pick this. <laughs> I I'm Robo Kevin. <laughs> I don't think improper thoughts like the real one. <laughs> they will be purged from my memory. Thank There's you. been a filter that's been built for that. Yeah, there you go. There you so go. That, that just looks like something fun you guys would really enjoy. So I'll I put a I'll go and put the link to little bits in the show notes too. I think. Uh, well, now, we'll get out of that. All this automation stuff relies on good network and some cases yeah. internet connectivity. <laughs> And, you know, there's one amongst us who is facing some challenges, shall is we this say. Where we, is this where we buckle up our seatbelts because it could get a little rocky? Right, yeah. I call no jinx. I call no jinx. So if I'm going to talk about this, no jinx. Um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about this last time. We just never got around to it. But basically, my topic is internet service and advocating for yourself. I was ha- having one hell of a time before I left for Macworld. I was so frustrated because I was trying to work on my keynote and I was trying to do stuff. I was just trying to get, get stuff done and I the internet kept going down on me. And I'm thinking, now this has been working all this time. What's going on? Now, you guys were talking about 
So Mike, Mike was talking about a Wi-Fi extender and that sort of thing. You said, is it really that easy? Well, for me, it really was that easy to just hook up another, uh, just, just like Kevin, you know, I'll, I get clients that will give me some of their old gear and stuff. And so I had some clients give me some older airport, uh, airport extremes or airport, yeah, there's an airport extreme and airport express, you know, so I have this stuff around the house and so I like to tinker with it and I think, you know, it's not broken and yeah, it's kind of old, but it's got the latest firmware on it. So it, it should work, right? And plus I have a set. So I, I've always been a Linksys girl for the last, you know, many years. And I was really, really tempted to dump, jump ship this this time around because I was tweeting and people were like, ah, Linksys. But I mean, they've always been good to me. I've always liked Linksys. It's always just worked for me. It just always has worked. I like the amount of tinkering that I can do on the back end of it. I like that there's an iPhone app. So all these things. And uh, so I was having problems and... You know, right away, it was taking me so long to contact my internet service provider because I just assumed it was me. Like, I have this very codependent, unhealthy mental relationship with my ISP. I kept thinking, oh, it's just me. It's not you. It's me. And so it took me a while to document everything because I had all these get all these gizmos. I had um, I had an extender plugged into the kitchen. And for any of you have, who have followed the saga along, I live in a really old house. It's very old. And so the... The circuitry is is messed up. Like there's an the, the kitchen has been added. I think it was added on the 70s at some point in time. And so if you looked at our breaker box, you would probably really laugh or you would cry, depending <laughs> because it's pretty messed up. And it took me weeks and weeks of just you know trial and error trying to figure out what the hell why would why this wasn't working. Here it turned out that I had to plug the extender in. And it worked out this way because I really wanted to extend the Wi-Fi signal to the backyard anyway because the kids have like a little like clubhouse type thing out there. And I thought it'd be cute if we could take the tablets up there and we could FaceTime with Pop-Up. And, you know, th these were things, you know, first world problem kind of stuff. But, it, you know, I just wanted to do it. So my problem was just trying to get Internet uh, extended to the back of the house in the, in the backyard, just like you, Mike. And so I plugged in this extender and I was trying to test it. And I couldn't get it to work, and I couldn't get it to work, and I couldn't figure out why. Here it turns out that it would only work in very specific outlets. And uh, then when we had our kitchen remodeled, we had a backsplash put in, and it turns out that I can't plug it into the bottom. You know how there's two outlets? I yeah. can't plug it into the bottom one because, I mean, we're talking millimeters. Millimeters of backsplash was preventing the plug from making like sufficient contact at least that's what it seems to be like because it works perfectly fine in the top plug so i i basically lost because the this this extender thing is like a square or it's a rectangle and when you plug it in it includes if you plug it into the top outlet it includes the bottom one oh, i was so pissed, oh, okay. I was so pissed because i lost the whole entire outlet from this thing so anyway, so after I, I forget, you know, the, the kitchen, the kitchen had been in disarray because, you know, we had that whole, that whole, and I'll talk to you about it next week once I know more, there might be some more problems. Anyway, we were without a kitchen for so long. And so the extenders and everything, like I had to like disassemble the network and the stuff that I had set up with the extenders. And then I just never got around to plugging in. Well, finally, I decided to plug it in. And then I had this other router that I was trying to hardwire. I actually strung Ethernet through the uh what do you call it the the vent you know where there's air that will go through except it's not really being used for that i actually strung ethernet through this vent so that i could hardwire my apple tv in the bedroom to the router right and then i used another router as a switch so i was like doing some major like networking foo in this house okay there was some foo that was going on 
And I don't exactly know what I'm doing, but I, you know, how else do you find out by trial and error? And so I did have it working for a while, and I thought, oh, this is great. You know, now I can use the, I can use the iPad in the bathroom if I want to watch Netflix while I'm taking a bubble bath or something, and you know, have Signal and not have it crap out on me. And it was working until it wasn't working <laughs> anymore. And then I thought, oh shit, now what's going on? And so it took me a while to report anything to the ISP because I just assumed it was me because I had added, you know, you always think process of elimination. Okay, what's different? And so I had added in my extending network and I had added in this other thing. So I had to go back through and like retrace all my steps and I had to systematically process of elimination, peel back the layers of all the stuff that I had added on mm -hmm. until I stripped it down to just, just the, the modem, just the modem. Because you know, I, well, maybe you don't know, but I'll, I'm telling you. When you have problems and you and you suspect that it's the ISP and not you, the first thing they'll do is they'll blame it on your router because that's not like their equipment. Now, the modem isn't either, but the modem is something that they can ping. The modem is something that they can bless. The modem is something that they can work with and they can troubleshoot it. Router, not so much. So the router is kind of like on you. And so that was one of the first things I needed to do after I stripped everything back down to just the simplest form it was months prior. And now, granted, it was working for a while. So something changed. And yes, I changed some things in my home. But then when I stripped it down to just the modem, it still wasn't working. And so I was process of eliminating everything and trying to figure out, is it me or is it them? Is it me or is it them? And I determined based on lots of research, lots of help from Twitter, lots of reading forums till my eyeballs bled. There were, I actually even pulled a couple of all-nighters just trying to manually monitor this shit by myself. And I took copious amounts of screenshots. And I actually learned how to read the logs on my modem. So one of the, the most common mo uh, modems out there is what I have, which is a, sur a surfboard. It's made by Motorola. And... Uh, or maybe it's not made by Motorola anymore. Aris. Now, yeah, Aris. Aris. Now, Aris. Yeah. So I, I got that one. So now Aris makes it. Uh, they took the Motorola branding off of it. There, there was some suspicions that maybe that kind of was causing part of the problem, whatever. So I was actually able to go and do a lot of research and go into... So if you happen to have an Aris or even a Motorola, if you go to 192.168.100.1, that is the link that will take you directly to your modem logs. And then there's several tabs in there that you can look at. And okay, say so that I, again. Uh -huh. 192.168.100.1. Do you have a surfboard? So this mm -hmm. is for, mine is a oh, surfboard. Oh, yeah, okay. I've got it's this one. I've got this one. Oh, you have the same model? It's yep, 6141. Yep. Oh, and I've okay. got this bookmarked on my, on my bookmark bar. All right. So this might come in handy for you then. Uh, so you can click on the different links, the tabs across the top, and they'll tell you different things. And so I got, I got really good at learning how to read the signals and the noise ratio and all that kind of stuff. And I could actually tell when it was going to go down. Like I could see by the errors and things. Uh, now, they'll tell you when you, and that's the other problem, is when you're talking to different service techs, when you call them, they all have something different to say. You can't seem to get any kind of consistency from them, and that's what's really aggravating and really frustrating because, you know, they'll always try to pass the buck. They'll always try to blame it on you. They'll always say the first thing that they'll, you know, how you have to go through that whole triage thing, The f first they'll blame it on your router, and you have to tell them right up front, like, look, I am plugged in directly from my, and thank goodness I still have an old 
I have a 2009 MacBook Pro. I don't know what I would do if I had one of the newer models that doesn't have an Ethernet port because I don't know how I would be able to test it unless I had a dongle, yeah, right? Yeah, you have to have an ad- adapter, yeah. And then they're going to blame it on the adapter. So, you know, right now I can I can safely say that, look, I have tried six different Ethernet cables, fuck you very much. I have tried different colors. I've tried you know, Cat5, Cat6. It doesn't seem to make a difference. Uh, and I have manually taken screenshots, you know, tested this and watched it go down. And it's just plugged directly from my Mac into the modem. Just, just you know, from Ethernet, direct, straight, straight up, no, no chaser. And I've tried different laptops. So I was able to really isolate the fact that it was the internet service. It was definitely the internet service. Yep, you got a you got a Lisa. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you see what I'm talking about there. So you can actually learn to interpret those logs and see what those those priority codes and things mean. And so I can tell now. So I take I take regular screenshots. So knock on wood, so I still am having problems because I'm still having to like every couple of days to about a week or so now i'm let's see what was i i'm up for like nine days now i think that's like a record (laughs) that's a record for me Mm. um so i still can't seem to go for you know weeks at a time and have it stay up you know there used to be a way and i haven't looked on the newer ones uh melissa just fyi for you Mm -hmm. that you could get those log files to write out for you to a text file that you could set it up, it would automatically send you the log files periodically. That would be handy. That would be nice. That would be like that'd be like an if thing, maybe. No, it wasn't even that. It was. Um, yeah, I haven't seen a way to download it, so I've just been, you know, down and dirty, just kind of screenshotting it. And I'll, just look, I'll look around and see if I can figure out how to do it because I was doing it at one time. That would be I, cool. I'd be interested in that. Well, now it was with the previous version of my cable modem to this one. Maybe mm-hmm. it's something they took out, but I found some setting it was either that or in my router that could pull the data down into a log file and save the log file that I could you know review at my leisure so mm, to speak that would be, be interesting I'll yeah so so I've just been like looking at these manually and so I just poured over all this research I mean for the while, for a while there I thought that the problem was IPv6 and I had gone in and disabled it and thought maybe, you know, and that fixed things for like a little while and then it didn't stay fixed. And I thought, okay, it's not that, you know, and you get these different, you get different texts telling you different things. I mean, I, twice I had a tech come out and climb up the pole and, you know, claim that they replaced the line. But it's like, you know, do, do you really, did you really replace the line or did you just like wiggle it loose and like make it look like that? You know, how do I know if they replaced the line? And this is, you know, this is an old house and there's old coax cable that's been disconnected, that's reconnected elsewhere. And it's just a big cluster. Yeah, it's just, it's really, really messed up. So it took me a long time. Uh, bef- I, was, I was going out of my mind before, before, um, uh, before MacStock, before I was leaving because I was, you know, I was kind of under pressure to try to get this, this stuff done. And I needed the internet. Like, I mean... We need the internet just normally, but I really needed the internet, and it was really frustrating me. So I had to really dive deep and learn how to read the logs and be able to report that kind of stuff when I would call the service tech. Because then once you start like throwing around these terms that you're looking at on the screen, then they started to take you a little bit more seriously. So yeah. uh, I ended up, I did end up buying a new modem, but I still have not. Like they kept telling me to get a new modem. And then they tried to charge us. Oh, I was so pissed. I actually had my husband call and, like, use his, like, man voice, you know, like, you will not charge us for this. Um, 
and, you know, tell them that they did not fix the problem and they assured us that they were not going to be charged. They claimed that they were going to charge us because they gave us advice to get the new modem. And so I finally broke down after a week of this and I did buy a new modem and because, you know, they have to like bless it, you know how they have to go and they have to, uh, what's the word? There's a word for it and I just lost it. Not Um, configure, but uh, provision. Provision. Yeah. They have to provision it and give you the Mac address. And Oh my God. I mean, the first person who helped me, they they had the MAC address off by a couple of digits, so that wasn't working. I had to call back in. It was just a nightmare. It was such a nightmare. And uh, so once they had provisioned the new modem, they thought, oh, well, she followed our advice, so we can charge her for it now. And I thought, that's total bullshit. That is such total bullshit. So we argued, and, you know, so far, so good. Knock on wood, we haven't been who's charged. Your, who's your provider? It's Cox. And that's the only one that I can get out here. I mean, if we lived in a slightly different zip code, we could probably get Comcast, which I would hate for the customer service, but I would love for their actual service service because they do provide higher speeds and more consistent speeds. At least from what I've seen, it's just the customer service end of it has been. Yeah, go back and go back and listen to the episode where Bonnie. Uh, <laughs> I did. I did hear that one, and I was like, "Oof!" Because I I know because my clients, ninety nine percent of my clients have Comcast, so I have I have been the one who has had to get on the phone and be the liaison and talk to the people. So I'm definitely well versed in Comcast. I just don't have them myself. I have Cox now. Cox's customer service has always been very pleasant and very good to deal with. It's just that this last incident, it just seemed like they weren't willing to cop to it or like one service tech would but then they'd send the guy out with you know basically i mean no offense but i mean it was basically a monkey he'd carry around this little device this gizmo and boop 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 and press these buttons and it sure it's telling him he's checking the noise on the level he's checking the signal noise ratio yeah yeah he's checking the signal noise ratio and saying oh it all looks good and he replaced the coupling and blah 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 like okay fine but i'm still having dropouts so there's something that's higher up on the chain. There's something at the server. You know, there's something, you know, even one of them said he mumbled under his breath. He's like, oh, all the stuff that they're doing. I'm thinking, yeah, what stuff are they doing? It's, evidently, they're doing stuff because it's affecting my my end here. I will so, throw out one name for you that mm-hmm. seems to have this problem and works with this all the time. Talk to Mr. John F. Braun. Oh, yes, we have. <laughs> yep. In fact, he's the one. He's the one that showed me how to get to the logs in the first place. In fact, I was I was direct messaging him, like, screenshots and stuff. And, yeah, we, we had a conversation. Okay, he's good. the one that tipped me off to it and taught me how to get to the logs. And then I took it a step further. And I even I even messaged him, like, John, you'd be so proud of me. I learned how to read the, the logs. Like, I actually learned what the error messages and all the different codes meant, all that kind of stuff. And I could actually see when it was going to go down because the um, something would change and the code would change in the downstream. Like there's, and I also learned, okay, so here's another thing. Here's a tip for people. The uh, internet service, when you're having problems like this, they will always try to talk you into getting one of those combo units. And I was tempted at first. I thought, oh, you know, maybe that'll make life easier if I just have a combo unit. Because I usually recommend that for my clients because it's just less to deal with and not another stuff. But see, that's why, that's exactly why ISPs want to recommend those to you because then it's just one machine that you have to replace. And like I said in the beginning, they're always going to blame the router because that's kind of outside of the realm of what they can control. And so having one of those combo units means that they can ping it and they can they can see what's going on with it, which I understand, but I still want to be able to know. If I had a combo unit, I wouldn't be able to triage it like I have been and be able to find out that 
it was in fact the internet service pro- provider that was the problem and not my hardware. Because yeah. their recommendation was to replace the modem. Well, what did I do? I replaced the modem. Did the problem change? No. Nothing else well, changed. And when one piece breaks, you have to replace the whole unit. Yeah, As exactly. opposed to a separate router and a separate modem. Exactly. And I still can't get past what you said about them charge, wanting to charge you because they gave you advice. Yeah, that's what it boils That out. makes absolutely no sense to me. I mean, I have Time Warner. Out. Mm-hmm. And Time Warner, as part of our exorbitant, exorbitant, I can't even say the word, exorbitant fees that we pay each month, if right. they need to come out, they come out. And I have, when I got my Motorola modem, they just, I called them and we did the provisioning over the phone. And I didn't have to do anything. I just yeah, did it. That's in what and I've they done. Just said, I've okay, done that for Yep, I've done it. I've done it myself with them over the phone. Like I know that 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 I call it blessing, but I know that the provisioning needs to happen for it to work, and that wasn't a problem. But them sending two, they sent two different texts out on two different days, like you know, a couple days apart, that had to get up and climb the pole. And I kept asking them, like, you know, is this going to be charged to us? And they said, no, it shouldn't be. And and you know, they keep like it's it's so frustrating because they can't tell you what the problem is. And they can't even tell you or verify that it's been fixed. All they can do is just say, oh, wait till you hear this. Here's, here's another great one. So, you know, this is the other problem is most of them are not, uh, they're not well-versed in Macintosh operating system. Most of them are, no. are PC guys. So, wait till no. you hear this. So, you know how when you're troubleshooting something, so you want to try to process of eliminate, right? And so, one of the things that I did in my process was I turned off my Wi-Fi. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I just plugged it in with Ethernet. And so I wanted to make sure, make absolutely certain that there wasn't anything wireless causing any kind of problem. Because, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to rule that out too. Well, the guy kept having problems trying to, he's like, yeah, it's your modem. It's your, it's your modem. You need to replace your modem. And finally, I just, you know, because he tested it with his equipment. He said, it's working, it's working. And <clears throat> I forget what we were doing something where it would come on and then it would come back off again and he kept saying yeah it's your modem i sat back down after he left you know he he recommended that i replace the modem he never even bothered to go in on my mac and turn the wi-fi back on that's why it wasn't working because (laughs) you know it's like because because then that's what it was we were we plugged the router back in to see if it would all work the way that i had it set up and it wasn't working and i didn't know like i just assumed like oh he knows better right wrong <laughs> so i'm thinking oh well maybe he's right and then after he left i was kind of all bummed out and i sat down to my computer and i see that the little pie isn't filled in you know the the arcs aren't filled in and i'm like that dumbass didn't even turn the wi-fi <laughs> back on <laughs> Yeah, that'll yeah. make it not work. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that you see, really a lot fun. of these technicians are subcontractors. They are. Oh, yeah, they definitely were. In fact, they're the just, first guy they're was just, the you know, you know mm-hmm. Joe Schmo from God yep. knows where. They totally are. They totally are. And then they tell you, they tell you, oh, well, here's my business card. You know, call me. You know, if you want me to come back out, I'll come back out for no charge. Like, yeah, bullshit, whatever. And I just, I don't trust that either. So what I learned is that you really need to advocate for yourself and not to pull the sexist card here, but being a girl is a little different too. You know, they don't always take you as seriously. 
So, but you need to advocate for yourself. You need to learn this shit and you need to learn the vocabulary terms so that you can talk intelligently about it. And so they'll take you seriously. And it did, I have to say, it did help because I did get a female tech at the very end and she was really, really cool and really helped me. And I just felt kind of empowered by that. It's like, finally, you know, I can talk to another woman who didn't seem to not take me seriously. And she even told me, I told her like everything that I did and she was really impressed. And, you know, I was like, thank you so much for helping me. And she's like, you helped yourself. I'm like, all right, cool. I like that attitude. So so one of the things that I've done in the past Mm -hmm. is, and not to sound full of myself or anything, but when I've called for technical support or something like that, as soon as the person gets on the phone and I tell them what the problem is and I'll say, I know more than your average person calling customer service. So you can use the big words. You don't have to say, (laughs) you know that little apple up in the upper left-hand corner? Click there. Just tell me to go to system preferences and click here. I know exactly what you're talking about. And they'll go, oh, great. Okay, sounds good to me. And we've saved so much time. I know, doesn't it? It does like because I feel like they're condescending the when they're saying, "See that little apple in the top left corner? <laughs> Click yeah. that." And then if you go third one down, like stop, stop. Right, those are words that I use with my clients that are eighty-four. You know, <laughs> so. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I test. Uh, I have to talk to my father, but you know, who is eighty-five. Uh, but mm-hmm. that's why I let them know ahead of time. I know what I'm talking about. I just can't seem to solve this problem. Tell me what to do. Right. It's it's like beyond, you know, and one of the techs even said, oh, that's beyond. When I started asking about modem logs and stuff, he's like, oh, that's beyond my pay grade. Okay. Oh, God. Thanks, Betty. <laughs> let me talk to someone who can talk to me. Right. Let, me talk, let me talk to that pay grade now. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been kind of dealing with it. It's It's been staying up. We kind of just, we just reset it. I just keep documenting because I want to be well, like, in your face, like you told me to replace the modem. I, to- I replaced the fucking modem. It's still not working. So here's all of my documentation now. Do well, something uh, about it. I wanted to throw something out there, and I don't know if this, you know, could be it, but have you had your electricity checked? Oh, God, I, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, because it, it could be it. You're right. You're right. And that's right. another thing where we have to kind of still process yeah. eliminate. It could be the coax. That's like the last, the very last step sure. is checking the coax. I mean, it's up high, so it's not like it got chewed on by animals or anything. But again, this is an old house. Well, <laughs> that was one because- thing I did rule out. I ruled out the uh, surge protector. I thought well, maybe see, that was causing a problem. See, at the school, this was like a few years ago, we had an uh, uh, uninterruptible power supply that was kept cycling on and off all the time. Mm-hmm. We couldn't figure out what the problem was. Finally, we had the electrician come in, and he checked, I think it was the voltage, and yep. it was just slightly higher. And I think it was actually the uh, service provider here in town uh, was basically sending out, I call it dirty electricity, but, you know, the mm-hmm. voltage was a little off. And so they had to go and, you know, adjust their voltage a little bit because everything else was, you know, when you have electric motors and that kind of stuff, a little bit of voltage variation is going to make a lot of difference. Well, that's you start- definitely a problem because they put an sure. attenuator on it. There's an attenuator on the end of, I learned what an attenuator does. It controls okay. the voltage. There's too much okay. voltage coming out. Yep. So that okay. was another another thing that I learned how to read sure. was the power levels. Okay. So, yeah. I got some mixed re- replies about that on Twitter. Some people were like, oh, that's bullshit. You shouldn't have an attenuator on there. That just limits the power. I'm like, yeah, but I think my problem is it is probably too much. Because well, this uh, is the house, so it has to be regulated like that. I mean, if, you know, working in data centers as I have over the years, one of the things that we've always had to do is... Our UPSs are are the type that the level voltage. Mm-hmm. They'll have an in, inbound uh, measurement, 
like you might be getting from the street, it might be 118, 119, 122, then back to 120, and just all over the place. But we have the UPSs, we have level the voltage, so the outbound voltage to the equipment is flat 120. Hmm. And you can buy those things for your home. Mm -hmm. They're not cheap. But right. you can buy things that will level the voltage out. That's Some something that you have to investigate for sure. Because I know the electricity is just like there's stuff that's not grounded. And it's just really old. It got mm. grandfathered in. And yeah, that's something we're going to end. Yeah, it's on I our think wish you list. and I have the same house. <laughs> you just, I know we just need a new fucking house. <laughs> Be yeah, because we've had to go. We had to change our all of our electricity. The electrician came and said, this is a fire waiting to happen. Like, mm -hmm. okay. And we only did that like five years ago, and we've lived here 33 years. Yeah. And so what I'm wondering is, is it possible, um, like so, what they tell me a lot is it's going through too many walls? Mm -hmm. That the, the signal isn't, oh, the, oh. the, 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 the signal. The Wi-Fi is, signal, you mean? Yeah, is going through too many walls, and that's yeah, stopping that's, it? Yeah, that's definitely a problem. In fact, I'll see if I can find it. I saw this really interesting animated GIF that showed you visually what it looked like for Wi-Fi signal to be dispersed throughout a home and how certain walls can stop the signal, depending on what's in the walls. And I'm certain that that's a problem, because I can, I can tell you with my phone or even my laptop, if I cross the, th the threshold into my kitchen... There's, it could be the microwave, it could be the appliances, but there's something that as soon as I cross that well, threshold, the signal degrades and then it drops off. So well, I just lost, you know, FaceTime calls and stuff like that. Masonry, brick, uh, mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Well, because that's one of the issues that I hear yeah, the tech. Uh, yeah, talking yeah, about at school. Yeah. Yeah. But your interior walls uh, in the older homes a lot of times are lapped in plaster. Yeah, this yeah, and this that's worse for what that's that's uh -huh. getting up to where you know metal and brick and mm -hmm. stuff are for interior walls because right. lapped and plaster the way it's the so way. So I done. know that I have those limitations in this home because yeah. it's just old in the way that it's and it's not even a very large home. I mean, it's a very small place, but it is built in such a way that it is built with older materials, and I know that I've got those limitations, which is why. I wanted to put the extenders on in the first place. And what, and then I started having problems and I thought, oh, it's me. But I think it was just a combination. I think it was just a, a, just a bad coincidence of, you know, events at the time where maybe like Cox was doing something. Cause I'm not the only one. I've heard other people have issues that are similar to mine where you've ruled out the possibility that it could be the router and that sort of thing. And it is just the signal. It's just the signal coming from the line. So, and this is an older neighborhood, and most of the people, based on what I can see from when I look at my Wi-Fi menus, uh, the signals, there's, there's other people that live in this area, and they have CenturyLink. And I, I constantly see the CenturyLink trucks out here. I've only ever seen Cox trucks for, for my house. So, I don't even think the other neighbors have Cox. I think they all have CenturyLink. Or maybe like one or two of them do. So it just depends on the area, the wiring. You know, it's just old. Who knows how long it's, that line's been out there? So it's just a, it's just a combination of all those things. But it's just so frustrating because it's one of those things where can you really ever resolve it? And so that's why I joke with you guys. I'm like, I'm not going to do video. I need to sacrifice that to the internet gods and goddesses. That'll be my sacrificial lamb today. <laughs> um, I have to be really, you know kind of stingy with the bandwidth i even told the kids like mommy's gonna be podcasting don't be watching netflix <laughs> get off the netflix mommy needs yeah. a podcast exactly exactly so it's like mommy needs her vodka you know <laughs> well hopefully soon it'll get you'll you'll start to narrow yeah. down and 
Hopefully or I'll just move. Well, that's, you know, that's true. I'll just move. I mean, well, then just... that might be cheaper. <laughs> I I'm serious, right? So so that was our that was my topic of like just being able to advocate yourself. You know, do the research, learn the vocabulary terms, learn how to read those logs. It can be done. I've I've gotten as far as I can get with it. I'm kind of limping along. I'm living with it. We'll see. That'll be my next thing is to go. That's why I kind of salivate here listening to Mike talk about all of his extensions and Wi-Fi. So I'm like, I want to do that. I, I have all these like things I need to go. And it's sitting there. I just need to go plug it back in. I just need to get brave again. And I've been waiting all this time to see if it would stabilize. And I don't know if I'm quite there yet or not. You know, nine Nine days of, of uptime, maybe. I don't know. It'd be nice if I could go a month. <laughs> you know, I don't know what, what would be considered stable to, to trust it enough to go and start adding on that extra stuff and all these other all these other gadgets and gizmos and stuff that use Wi-Fi. So well, I also wanted to plug the, um, the Linksys uh, smart Wi-Fi app, which has been also very helpful in addition to going and using the browser link, the 192.168.100.1, to look at the modem. The other thing that's been helpful is the Linksys Smart Wi-Fi app that you can download and put on your phone, and you can use that with your router and log in and actually see what's going on if there's internet connection, if you've lost it. Uh, you can see how many devices are on there because that's another problem, too. You guys know when you have kids and other family members in the house and Kevin with all his iPods, which are not necessarily Wi-Fi connectable, but imagine having Wi-Fi connected devices and then you've got older devices that are dragging you down and you know you can try to see which ones are connecting to the 2.4 and which ones are connecting to the 5 and you know maybe knock some of those devices offline and say hey this is getting too congested and starting to drag me down so that app has been really helpful for that and they did just update it and they take it pretty seriously plus they were on Twitter uh, consoling me so that was really nice so I have to give them give them a shout out that's nice uh, yeah well Wi-Fi devices, we've got a total of three, two is five. I've got seven tablets. Mm-hmm. It adds up. If you were trying to make yourself a network, a topology map. Yeah, seven tablets, four laptops running wirelessly. Um, you know, so the only thing running wired is my iMac and the printer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So everything else runs wireless. So I've got yes. Um, stuff. Is that is that geeky enough for you? <laughs> that's fairly geeky. So yeah, yeah, that's why we're here, right? <laughs> that that's exactly it. And speaking of geeky, it's that time of the week after we've talked about everything else to talk about our picks of the week. Mm-hmm. What what we would like to pick. I set the value this week at three hundred and fifty to five hundred and fifty. And again, folks, remember this is. Something that we would buy if we had this amount of money, not that we may not buy it, but if we just suddenly found this amount of money drop into our hand, this is what we would run out and procure. And I know Elisa, ever since uh, we set up for her to be on the show this week, has been sitting on her pick. Uh, Her and I actually exchanged a couple of messages back and forth about that. So I'm going to let Elisa go first with her pick. I've seen her pick and this is perfect. I can't wait to hear you tell us about it. Segways right after Melissa's problem. This I've heard this talked about on other podcasts, and I thought this was a really cool thing. And it's called an Eero, E E R O. And I'll be honest, I don't know a whole lot about it other than what it does is there's no more dead zones, is what they advertise in your home. A three pack is five hundred dollars, which is it why I work. do not. <laughs> I, which is why I do not own one. So <laughs> if anyone from Eero is listening. If you want to send me one, I can review it for mymac.com. 
seriously, send one to my and, house because I'm having all these issues. I'll that would even, be the perfect I'll, test case. I'll even, I'll even send it back. You don't have to give it to me. Just, I'll, just so, because, like I said to my husband, I would love to buy it, but I wouldn't want to spend the $500 till I knew for sure it would yeah. solve the problems that we're having. And if it would... I'd spend the 500 because if you think about it, I spent $200 on the airport extreme and then I spent another 100 on an express to use as an extender. There's 300 Yep. So Do this is a three-pack. Like- you can buy them as a single or a two-pack or a three-pack and they recommend the three-pack. And what it does is it's basically multiple access points and it broadcasts the Wi-Fi through your home. And let me see. Let me find a place here where it explains it. Uh, it says a simple setup. It's supposed to set up very quickly, and you use an iPhone app to do it. It has automatic updates. Um, you can do things like um, manage screen time for your kids. So for Melissa, that might work for you. If you only want your kids online for a certain amount of time, you can do that right through the app. Absolutely. It works from the backyard, it's saying. It just basically, you you plug it into your modem. And then you put two in other parts of your house, and you should get a really good signal throughout your house. I watched the video for this because you put it in the show notes, and I I Mm -hmm. took a peek at it. Oh, my God, I was dying. I cannot wait to show this to my husband because that couple in the video, they they target it towards families like us. Now, they only have one child in this particular scenario, but it's the the husband and wife trying to watch TV in bed, and they're watching Netflix, you know, and it's buffering, and it's buffering, and they're looking at each other, and they they do the funniest thing. And this this is what we started doing. My husband, I have to, I love my husband, don't get me wrong, but I had to teach him how to power cycle the motor and router. (laughs) And, like, he now knows, like, the, why I get so pissed whenever it does that thing and so we look at each other and, and I'll like I'll be doing something and I'm like I'm, you know I've, I'm in the middle of something can you go parasite the road it's always like oh man who's got to go do it it's like it's like someone had to step in dog shit or something you know somebody's got to go parasite the road so I so I taught him how to do it and so he goes out and he does it begrudgingly but in this video for this product for Eero it's 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 us it's it's so us it's it's the husband and wife sitting there watching TV and Netflix starts to buffer whatever video they're watching and they do like rock paper scissors to see who has to get out of bed to go power cycle and modem wow <laughs> I'm like oh my god that is so us it's so funny and then uh, yeah, so they get through all their problems and they you know it all works and it all makes it you know connect everything and the kids like watching cat videos with the dog and and then it gets mm-hmm. to the point where finally like now they have no more internet problems and instead the kid is calling you know because you know it should be just that you have to parent the kid and not the damn technology and the kid's calling and they're like rock paper scissors to see who has to go and deal with the kid it was we a really really to, cute we used to do that you get <laughs> up no, need, you get up no you, you need to start doing that <laughs> <laughs> No, so you 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 know you plug one into your into your modem, and then you just plug the other two into a wall outlet somewhere in your house, and it adds it goes right onto your network, and boom, that's all there is to it. <laughs> now, for me, that would be a lot of all the booming would be me like with a sledgehammer, like breaking things because I'm so pissed <laughs> because I can't figure out which outlet to plug it in because of the damn circuit in my home that doesn't go. Oh, it's all messed up. <laughs> Well, this wall is on this circuit, and this wall is on this circuit. It's a different circuit. They don't talk to each other. I wonder if it's like power line then. Do you I think don't it's think so. No, I think it's all Wi-Fi. No. I think it's 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 kind of like uh, I know businesses that use these. Uh, there's a company called Aerohive, A E R O H I V E, and what it is is you get it it, it creates just what it's talking about a hive. You have one thing hmm. that gets a strong signal. 
and then that sends it out to the other devices that repeat the signal and, and let it spread. And you can jump from main unit to main unit and all that. It lets you, you know, walk around a, a business, a big campus or something like that, and and continually keep the same network connection. Oh, that would be so right. Helpful. That's the multiple access points. Right. All mm-hmm. it's right. all right. all different access points. You're jumping from access point to access point. Mm-hmm. But because mm, yes. of the hive technology, I'll call it for lack right. of a better term, it lets you move through the network. Uh, right. Generally, the only trouble you have with those is if you go from wire to wireless and switch back and forth, that'll confuse it sometimes. Right. Yeah, what this says here, to to explain more what you were talking about, Kevin, it says, um, unlike the hub-and-spoke model of a single router and a range extender, which is what I've got, each Eero in the network is created equal, and the result mm-hmm. is an incredibly fast, resilient network. So it's just basically, so if I have one in, you know, one, the three rooms in a row, it goes from the first one to the second one to the third one. And they're all equal. Yeah. They're all uh, equal to each other. It's an yeah, equal and, opportunity network. Yeah. And, and not to go back to that almond router I was talking about again, but they've got a product that uh, they haven't released it yet, which sounds like it'll do the same thing. You can get three of them for about $300, but they say it'll create like a mesh network is what they're calling it. So it yes, sounds that's like what it, they call it here too. Yeah. So it sounds like it'll do a similar thing where, you know, and that's what I'm trying to go for, I guess, is so that you just have the kind of the same network. So you can just go from one zone to the other and your device doesn't get too, you know, confused by anything. But mm-hmm. I just thought I'd throw that one out there uh, too. But. Yeah, there are other there are other brands, but this particular yep. brand I've heard them talk about on um, Mac Geek App and I think Mac Power users. Mm, okay. And they all had wonderful things to say about them. Yeah, there was something so. similar to this that was on a recent episode of uh, Tech Thing too, that uh, they were talking about, um, and it was the whole package. You got the the basic router, and then you got the all the subunits out from it. And they had a you know family type, they had a business type, or you could mix together whatever you want because they were talking about how it would help help you penetrate those impenetrable walls that you were having trouble with signals and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like. And right. I think this was a setup. It was probably about the same price. I think they were talking six, seven hundred dollars mm. for um, the router and two access points. I think it was, or something like that. I, I can't remember now. I'd have to go back and look. But it's been within the last two or three weeks on Tech Thing uh, that they they reviewed a unit similar to this. Very cool. Had a little. LED display on the main unit so you could see what was going on and all that. But you also set it up with an app, you know, on your mm-hmm. whatever device, any type of uh, portable device. So I might take a chance and buy it because you can get it on Amazon, you can get it at Best Buy. But the problem with Best Buy is they charge you a restocking fee. Oh, if it was something, if it was something where I could just buy it, spend the five hundred dollars, use it for two weeks or whatever mm-hmm. their return policy is. And if I said, you know something, this is no better than what I already had, and returned it without a fee, I would do it. Mm. I you might want to just, just talk to the company and see if they'll let you review it and you know, show them some of your stuff and see if they'll go. Oh, I, would, I would love to. Even if I, they said to me, send it back, I'd be okay with that. Just so I could say, okay, I know it works. Or, you know, right. hey, I love this. How much do I owe you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Uh, well, like I said, if it's on Amazon, hey, then you can get it that way. So you can get an Amazon; it's the same price. There's no cost savings. It's not discounted, or it might be discounted. You know, five dollars. I do have it on my wish list, but then you have to pay again to have it sent back. 
mm-hmm. if you don't like it. Right. So that's not something I'd want it's to buy either an Amazon. restocking fee or shipping. Exactly. So yeah. that's why I'd love to be able to review it, and that way I'll know for sure, and then I can say, great, now I'll buy it. Right, yeah. and we would be like really good uh, test cases for, for our particular. Yeah, because we have, our wall is brick. Mm-hmm. My house, like I said, very, very old and was put together room by room by room. And I'm, the, I'm in the dining room right now. The other side of my dining room is my kitchen. That used to be the outside wall. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I had, an electric- I had an electrician come to put a new outlet in for me because I didn't have one there. And he goes, oh, yeah, that'd be like 50 bucks. So no problem. I said, sure. He goes to do it and he goes, oh, my God, there's brick. Uh, oh. I said, oh, yeah, this used to be outside. And all they did is just put a piece of sheetrock over it and said, done. Uh-huh. Call it done. <laughs> Yeah, yep. so there's a brick wall in my kitchen. Oh, my goodness. The challenges. Yeah. Yep. So, all right. Well, that's a good pick, though, Elisa. So uh, I like that. I might even try that. Even though I don't have that same problem, I feel a little guilty now because, I mean, I complain when my signal gets a little weak when I'm sitting out on the back deck in the trees, you know. <laughs> so and my router's in the it's basement. True, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to feel so bad anymore. Anyway, so we'll move on to uh, Michael has an interesting pick this week. I bet nobody can guess what his pick is related to. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, Mr. Oh, well, the the wannabe gamer here. Um, this one was a little easier. When I saw the price range, I saw this, and you know, it, again, it's the stuff if we wanted to had the money and spend it. Uh, and I don't buy everything. I think about there's a shocker, but uh, you know, the the Xbox One S is coming out, and I'm kind of thinking, well, you know, that that looks kind of cool. Um, I do like my games, and uh, I've I've actually thought about an Xbox for a while, but I just really haven't done it yet but you know it's um the new one has got 4k which wouldn't do me a lot of good because i don't have a 4k monitor to play it on but it'll also do uh hdr which they're, they're saying that's supposed to be the next big thing when it comes to video is uh the hdr is supposed to be ma- more uh of a difference than the 4k stuff will actually be uh but it'll do that uh, you can get up to two terabytes of storage it's smaller um you know it's uh you got the uh uh, H, uh, 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray, uh, and you do the streaming on it. So, you know, as your kind of uh, living room game-playing entertainment device, it's, you know, intrigued me a little bit. Uh, and I don't know, I'll just have to see. Not high on my list, but, you know, because I've got plenty of other things I can play games on. But uh, it, it, it might be kind of interesting to get one of those. Uh, Kevin, we don't hear you. I, yeah, I've thought about the uh, Xbox uh, a couple times, and I keep wavering between that and the PS4. The problem being is that I can't say I game enough to make either one um, a justifiable expense, I guess is the way to say it. Um, the The only thing that leans me a little bit more towards the PlayStation is I've started reading up about the PlayStation View Network, which would let me become more of a cord cutter, um, you know, paying for that and getting my TV that way as opposed to, you know, just having internet service through Comcast and doing the other stuff that way between Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that. So, you know, I don't know. But, uh, no, it's cool. I like the Xbox One S. It's it's smaller, sleeker, slimmer, and it's newer, so it's bright sure. and shiny. Shiny. So I'm going to jump in next because I have a very... Ha-ha, quirky little thing that I picked. Um, Oh, you quirky? Yeah. Mine's called the Quirky Writer. This is a keyboard 
that looks like an old, and I'm talking probably 1930s oh, typewriter. I love it. I love it. It's, I love steampunk. It, it, yeah, very steampunk. Thank you, Melissa. It's very steampunk. It's uh, you know, it has the old keys. It even has the return lever on it mm. for your enter key. Totally frivolous in what it is. Mm-hmm. It's pre-sale. It's three hundred and forty-nine, so it's a little below the limit. The uh, release price will be three ninety-nine, so it's four hundred dollars. Um, but this thing just looks cool. You can set. Uh, there's pictures of people using tablets or phones, you know, as a keyboard, but you can also set it up as being the keyboard for your, uh, you know, your laptop or your desktop or something like that. <laughs> this thing is just so cool looking, but I just, I don't think I can justify spending, you know, 350 or later $400 for a keyboard um, <laughs> when I can use my $60 wireless keyboard I've got right in front of me. So, but this is just way cool, folks. You have to go look at this. I mean, they're, they've got a lot of good pictures on it. The the one with, they have the uh, iPad sitting in it. It's just like, oh, just think I know, how, that's my favorite. <laughs> just think, you know, you go in and sit down at Starbucks for people that might go in and work at a Starbucks and you're sitting there, people, <laughs> what the hell? That's all out make... in the UK. <laughs> so. As long as it makes a typewriter noise. Well, I did I did see people talking about pairing this with Hank's writer. That's what I was gonna I just was getting ready to paste that in the show notes. I'm gonna paste it anyway. Hank's writer. Have you guys played that yet? Yeah, the application that makes the sounds uh makes your on screen keyboard sound like an old typewriter. My kids love playing with it, but they have no idea why they like it so much. <laughs> so I mean, it, it's very, it's very old fashioned, but you know, it's it's so cool. It, like I said, this is totally off the wall. I may add it to my want list, but I, I think I'd feel guilty if if somebody bought it for me, just because I don't know that I could get three hundred and fifty dollars of use out of it. So, <laughs> but this is just too cool. I could not pass it up as an opportunity. So. That's my pick. Melissa, would you like to tell <laughs> us about yours? As if I don't need any more freaking Wi-Fi shit in my house. <laughs> <laughs> my pick is these wireless sleep phones. I actually have the wired version, and I really love them. They're So basically, if you can imagine, it's like, a, well, plus I'm also an 80s child, and so that fits me too. It's, it's like a purple headband that goes around your head. It's just a straight-up headband, right? But inside of it is is ear um, earbuds, but they're not like earbuds that go in your ear. They're flat. They're flattened discs. So that's what's great about it is you can actually sleep with these things and it doesn't hurt your ears. Like they, they lay flat against your ear. Plus you can pull it over your eyes and it makes like an eye mask. And so it's really, it's soft. It's really comfortable. I love the wired version. But as we all know, the big rumor about the new iPhones coming out in the future, they're, they're going to omit the headphone port. And that's a problem for me, even if I were to get a stupid dongle, that would be a problem for me because I like to sleep with these things on and I don't want to be listening to stuff and having YouTube or, you know, podcasts or or music or whatever draining my battery while I'm sleeping. I don't want to wake up to a dead battery or a half full battery because I didn't have my phone plugged in. So I like to have my phone plugged in and my headphones plugged in and listen to stuff while I sleep. And so that's why these sleep phone wireless versions would come in really handy. Now, the wireless are, you know, it's Bluetooth. So, you know, 
it, it would be like Wi-Fi, so that would be good. Uh, they're around a hundred bucks, they're ninety nine ninety five, and then on top of that, so you said that it had to be you know around three fifty or so. So I upped it by adding to that list. Then they have another version called the Telephones, and they're a hundred and fifty bucks. And they're neat because you guys might really like this. Uh, so you have to plug in a little dongle in your TV and then you can watch your TV and have the sound come wirelessly to your ears through these telephones. Isn't that cool? That is cool. That would be nice because I get yelled at for, you got the TV up too mm-hmm. loud. Well, that's just it. That's why a set of these would be perfect for my husband and I because my husband likes to fall asleep watching TV. You know, he'll put the TV on a, on a timer so it, it shuts itself off. That's nice. But the the light, even just even with my eyelids closed, it bothers me because I yeah. see the, the fluctuation in the light. So if I've got my wireless sleep phones covering my eyes and I'm listening to my binaural beats and all that kind of stuff, and my husband is using the, the telephones and he can watch the TV, then the way the lights won't bother me or the sound. So it would be like the perfect combination. So as yeah. that come to like you know just under two, so with tax and all, it's like two hundred fifty bucks. Uh, well, you know, I had a great aunt and uncle that had a problem similar to that, and they they solved it a different way, Melissa. <laughs> Separate bedrooms. <laughs> oh, oh, believe me, I've been tempted. I have been so tempted. Yeah. There's been times where I've ended up in the boys' bed, <laughs> cuddled up to them because can't hack it. But yeah. yeah, then they're they're starting to get too big and starting to get stinky and kick me out of bed. So yeah, yeah. we've got to find another solution. <laughs> we don't have another room that we could use. <laughs> We're stuck with each other. Yeah, there you go. Technology to the rescue. There you go. That's great. That's cool though. I like that idea. That's that's neat because I mean you know uh, the Roku boxes and stuff have that ability through the remote they where you can do. plug. That plug was one of the biggest in. reasons why I got one. And but it's still not an Apple TV. I'm still not. I'm just not happy with it. I I prefer. The Roku's now been unloved and unplugged for, I don't know, about four or five months now. I haven't used it. Oh, see, I still use both. I still use my Roku. And I use the Apple TV more, but mm-hmm. I still use both because I still have two Rokus. So. I just I can't justify a reason for the Roku anymore. It used to be because I was using Plex pretty heavily because I was paired up with a with a server and I don't use that anymore. So and then eventually I'll upgrade to the newer Apple TV and that won't be an issue because Plex is on there anyway. So uh, true. So mm-hmm. very cool pick. All right, folks. Well, I think that's going to wind up the fearsome foursome iPod new host extravaganza. That we've had uh, a longer show than usual, but we hope you've enjoyed it. And I will start with uh, we will go in reverse order, otherwise backwards, same way around, do it in a different way, opposite uh, for people to tell us. <laughs> if Mike's that's gonna hurt Mike's brain for a couple <laughs> days. Uh, Melissa, why don't you tell people where they can find out more about you? You can find me online as the Mac Mommy. Just look up themacmommy.com. I have a website. I'm on Twitter, Facebook. You name it, you'll find me. She's mommying it up. I am. There you go. Miss Baselli, would you like to share with the good folks where they might be able to find out more about you? At Twitter, it's at SenseiDai, S-E-N-S-E-I-D-A-I. And I co-host a podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, with Suze Gilbert and Vicki Stokes. Wonderful. And a great show, folks. Go have a listen to that. It's always fun to listen to. I do yell at it just like I know Elisa yells at this show when she's listening to mm-hmm. it. So. Works out well. I'm sure if you know I'm commuting, people are going, "What the hell's wrong with that guy?" But anyway, that's the way it goes. Michael, you want to let the folks know where they can find out more about you? 
Yeah, I was going to say this. You know, this has been an episode, uh, interesting episode of Sisters and Misters here. Um, <laughs> kind of, you know, to have different people here, and yeah, it was kind of an interesting one. But yeah, if you do want to find out what I uh, do and think, which sometimes is scary, um, you can find me on Twitter at DSC Chipman, and I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak MC, and that's uh, M C P E E K, and I. Uh, Sci-Fi Tech Talk has been on kind of a hiatus this summer, but I think we're in a uh, everyone's life is kind of starting to settle down. So I think we'll bring that back here eventually when we kind of get uh, things organized. So just sit tight and let's see where where that goes. But just keep an ear open, and uh, hopefully we'll kind of get that back on track again. Great, excellent, uh, folks. If you want to find out more about me before I forget who I am, uh, go on twitter.com forward slash big underscore in underscore vai. I occasionally post quips, minor humor, um, nasty remarks sometimes, but try not to be too nasty, usually directed towards myself anyway. So you can find me there. If you want to find links to anything else that I might be working on, you can go over to about.me forward slash Kevin Alder. If you want to find out more about the show, you can go to geekishshowever.com. And reviews and comments and iTunes are always welcome. They help the show get discovered and help bring us more listeners. So we do thank you all, who, all those who have done that. If you haven't done it recently, have, please have a go at it and do it again. Folks, we really hope you enjoyed the show. It's been a supersized and supersized panel this week. Uh, and as we said, we're going to have Melissa, and you're going to hear a lot more of Melissa and Lisa on here regularly. And you never know, Mike, Mark might show up again. So, who? you know, in, yeah, who? Yeah, who the hell is that? <laughs> uh, but, you know, no matter what happens, always remember, between now and next week, Don't forget to hug a geek. Let's talk Apple. We play all your favorite hits with no commercials. 24-7 music even the boss can enjoy. Okay, host Bart Bouchotts doesn't play the hits or really any music. What he does do is give you the monthly wrap-up of what's going on in the Apple ecosphere along with great guests with different opinions. You can get the news anywhere, but Let's Talk Apple will tell you what it means. Find it in iTunes, stoplightnetwork.com, or at let's-talk.ie domains. <laughs>